Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning the beautiful book of Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda, Duties of the Heart. And we just started the chapter of wholehearted devotion uh, towards Hashem. Last week we talked about the first two attributes that we have to work on to be able to live a life uh, with complete pitahon, uh, trusting Hashem. Today he talks that the acts that that the acts that to be perfected must be wholly devoted to God when they are performed are the acts of worship through which we hope to attain God's favor namely all the observable duties performed with the limbs in this one's aim in doing them might be something other than for the sake of God so what he's saying is that we should work very hard on creating intention within ourselves that Hashem's Torah is there to guide us through life so we can live in a way that is befitting to God. He created a world because he wanted to have a lower realm where he could dwell in. In order to be able to dwell in this world, he needed people like us. And because of that, he gave us a Torah and he gave us a guideline to be able to, to serve him. And this is the truth. And we shouldn't feel bad for that. He gave us an opportunity to do it. He, he didn't make us like robots. He didn't make us like angels. You know, angels, they may be very spiritual, but angels don't have free will. They're, they're created with a, with a exact purpose and an exact mission. And they don't choose if they want to do it or they don't want to do it. They, they were created for that purpose. This is what they do. But Hashem gave us the ability to choose between being connected to Him or not being connected to Him. This is the whole thing. And why did He do it this way? He did it that way so we wouldn't have bread of shame. Because if He gives us everything, and then what's the whole purpose? He wants us to come to Him through our own wants and our own needs and our own uh, capacities. So the truth is that what He's saying here is that we should come to fulfill the Torah and the mitzvot l'shem shamayim, for the sake of heaven. If you're going to give tzedakah, do it because this is what Hashem wants from you. This is the, the reason you should be giving tzedakah. Not because it makes you feel good, not because you're going to have a beautiful plaque in the door of the synagogue, not because people are going to honor you. This is not the reason why we should be giving tzedakah. If you're going to put the film in the morning, don't do it because it makes you feel good. There, it's going to make you feel good. That's the, the outcome of it. Eventually, Hashem wants you to feel good. But the intention, the reason that a man should put on the film in the morning is because Hashem, it's a commandment of the Torah. This is one of the men's mitzvahs. And the women, they, they light the Shabbat candles, go to the mikveh, keep a kosher home. This is mitzvahs that Hashem gives us. This is commandments, connectors to Him. So we should do him really for the sake of heaven because this is what he wants. What's wrong with that? Don't you give someone you love something he likes and you have no problem doing that because you're happy to give that person what he enjoys? The same way it should be with us and Hashem. 
So, so he says here that in this one's aim in doing them might be something other than the, for the sake of God. One's aim might be to adorn himself with them before other people and to be honored and praised by people for having performed them. So the whole purpose of us doing mitzvot should be l'shem shamayim. It should be for the honor and glory of Hashem. Shouldn't be to bring upon ourselves glory and honor. That's not the intention that we should have. It comes with what you're doing. It will come. It will bring you that. But this is not the reason why you should do it. So it is impossible, however, to curry favor and gain honor and praise by fulfilling any of the duties of the heart. Because people do not know what is in one's heart. Rather, one intends them for the sake of, of, of the one who observes, namely the Creator alone, as it says, I, God, search the heart and, the test, and test the mind. The hidden things belong to Hashem, our God. This is Yirmiyahu, uh, and it's in Devarim. So we see that the only one that knows our heart is God. Because He, he, he molded us, He made us, He knows what we're made of. So at the end of the day, we should do it for him. He knows what we feel. He knows what we want. And we should not be worried about what other people think or, or to make people think that we're a certain thing. This, is, this should not be what drives us. Then the fourth one, it says, there are three things that in, inhibit the wholehearted devotion of acts to God. One is failure to understand God and his graces. Like when we don't understand Hashem, like suddenly something horrible happens and we don't understand why this had to happen. Why did, what did I do wrong? And this is something that would inhibit a person from fulfilling Hashem's will. Because suddenly he feels like Hashem doesn't love him anymore. Why did he do this to me? What did I do wrong? So failure to understand God's commandments and teachings. And three, the temptation of man's evil inclination and its suggestion to him. Pointing to what will attract him to do this world and deter him from the path of the world to come. So he's saying that there's three things that don't allow a person to devote himself to God. One, I'm going to repeat it, is failure to understand God's, uh, God's graces and His will. And you know what? At the end of the day, we know nothing. We cannot come to understand Hashem because Hashem is an infinite being and we're finite beings. And we, you cannot put infinity into finite because then God would not be your God. It wouldn't be God. It would be like a made-up God you made. So yes, we're not here to understand the world. We're not here to, to understand why he does the things he does. This is a mystery to us. It's meant to be mysterious. This is the only way we can transcend. The other day I read something that I loved. A rabbi wrote, I, I wish I knew who he was so I could quote him and give him honor, but I don't remember his name. But I remember his story and he said like, we, we wonder why Hashem creates so much suffering in the world. I was talking to someone today and she said, but I'm devastated with this, with this uh, plague. Thank God we have it easy. Thank God we have money. We can buy food. But there's so many other people who are suffering so much. I don't get it. Why does God have to create so much suffering? And I said to her, you know, we don't understand why. We, we can never come to understand why. But I read this from this rabbi that really stuck a chord. I loved what he said. He said, imagine that you're driving 
from one town to another town and it's a 15 mile drive and there's nothing in between between one town and the other and you're driving and in the way like uh, 10 5 miles in in your direction you see a person walking the road and he is holding a very heavy load and he has to walk to that other town and he still has 10 more miles to go you would feel terrible for this person. You would stop your car, you would ask him if he wants a ride, you would bring him into his car, car, into your car. If you had an extra bottle of water, you would give it to him and you would drive him to the next town. And then imagine that you're in this same trip and you see a guy in the road and this guy is wearing a, a trouser, a, an, a, an exercise outfit, tennis shoes, he has his headphone, iPods in his ears and he's jogging. You wouldn't stop to ask the guy if he wants a ride to the next town. You would think this guy is exercising, right? So the same thing is with Hashem. If we would understand why things are happening and why people have to suffer, that would take away our humanity. It would, would see the guy is jogging. You don't stop to ask if he wants water, if he's tired, if he needs a ride. The other guy, he has a burden on his shoulders. Then you stop. So the same way is with us. It, this is what makes us humane. This is what makes us different from animals and human. If not, we wouldn't be human. If we could understand why people suffer, we wouldn't stop and ask if they needed help because we would say, okay, they deserve it. They're cleaning their slate. It's okay, they can suffer, right? Like the jogger, you wouldn't stop. So the same way. So this is what Rabbi Takuda is saying, that, that one of the things that makes people not uh, devote to Hashem wholeheartedly is this question. And, and, and being upset that the, the world is not a, a, a fair world. So the second one is the failure to understand God's commandments and teachings. For this you can learn, learn. Go take a teacher, learn about the Torah, understand why, how Hashem wants you to fulfill the mitzvot, what's in a mitzvah. And the temptation of man's evil inclination and its suggestion to him point into what will attract him to this world and deter him from the path of the world to come. So the third one is that we have a Yetzer Hara, we have a part of us that really pulls us in the in a, in a opposite direction of godliness and holiness. And this is our battle throughout our whole life. We have to battle that. So deficiency in knowledge of God inhibits the practice of his service for the following reasons. Whoever does not know his master will not serve him with his heart. Who will serve him? Only one who knows his power and who is certain that he can help or harm. Even if someone who has no knowledge of God performs one of the acts of service, his aim in doing so is that of one who fears or places his hope in a man alone, he serves man, not, not man's creator, because he does not know God or appreciate his nature. So we should only put our trust in Hashem, and we should know that he's the one that gives us everything to us. Uh, the, the, you have a job, your boss gives you a, a paycheck every month, but in reality, who's the boss of your boss? It's God. So the same is true of an idolater. What brings him to idolatry is his lack of knowledge about God. May he be exalted. The idolater, however, is superior to the pretentious poser in four respects. So it says, 
in our time when there is no prophecy the idolater is not warned by a prophet who through sins through signs and wonders can prove to him the fallacy of his ideas today we don't have prophecy today we don't have prophets and um, and we don't have like like sadikim that are guiding our way today we're really really very lonely Thank God we have all the teachings of the greatest rabbis of the world. We have them in the computer. We have them in books. And we guide ourselves by this. But in reality, in, in olden days, in the good times, there was prophets in the times. And these people used to guide people to repent and to follow Hashem and show them the way. But one who poses his observance of God's Torah is open to, to the charge that he acts in this fashion after having received the commandment to serve God and the prohibition not to serve anyone besides him. Then the second one, the idolater worships that which does not disobey God, but one who poses in his observance of God's Torah worship human beings who disobey God as well as those who do not disobey him. It, what happens is that a, a idol worshiper is someone that believes in things that are separate from God. And they, I want to, to stop here and really explain to you what idol worship means. Idol worship means that you believe in something that is not Hashem. So the economy, Wall Street, COVID, it destroys the world, what's going to be with the economy, um, we're going to lose jobs, we're going to be in a disaster, because you're giving force to something that's separate from Hashem. But in reality, all, all that is God. Everything is Hashem. So if you see the hand that holds the hammer, then you're going to understand that everything is from Hashem. You're not going to give your belief to something that is not God. So people think, oh, the, the, the economy is going to be destroyed. And so the, the God is the economy. Oh, the, the, the politics, the politicians, what's going to be with it? They are the ones that, that, have, that, that run the world. You, who are you giving force to? The politicians. No, everything at the end is, is handled by Hashem. So when you give force to the idol, to, to whatever, the economy, to the politicians, to the disease, to all these things, that is a idol worship. But when you believe that everything is, is, there's a bigger hand up there that is managing everything, then you're really giving uh, the power to who really has the power. So the idolater serves only one thing and only, but there is no end to those whom the poser serves. So the idolater's nature is not hidden from people. They can be wary of him for his denial of God is public. And he denies that God is the one that is in charge. He thinks everything else is run by nature. So if one does not know God's commandments and teachings, his religious practice cannot be wholly devoted to God. It's very important to learn. You know, we're coming next week to the holiday of Shavuot, the giving of the Torah. Hashem gave us a Torah for a reason. And it's our duty to learn Torah. It's, one of, it's the biggest commandment of all, learn Torah. Everything is in that, in learning Torah. An ignorant person cannot fear sin, nor can an unlearned person be pious. A person that has no idea of nothing cannot know what is the, the, his responsibility in life. He cannot know how precious something is. He's lacking. So the temptation of the evil inclination falls into two categories. One, thoughts that create doubt about truth 
two notions that corrupts one's faith? You know, doubt is very tricky because it makes you think that other things have power instead of Hashem, so that he cannot perform any religious act properly. And the second one, objections and arguments which maintain that what he so eagerly seeks to attain, the devotion of acts to God, is neither obligatory nor exemplary. The evil inclination rather encourages him to work for this world and its inhabitants. So the, the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, really is there to make us go the other way. But his true mission is not that. His true mission is to give you the challenge and to give you the choice. That's his true mission. If you don't have a Yetzer Hara, you cannot choose between Hashem or the idol worship. The Yetzer Hara is the one that gives you the ability to choose, is the one that gives you the ability to be free. So I want to wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you. 